that time, the sports talker. Here's TJ Walker. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a Wednesday Thanksgiving edition of the Sports Talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We are live at Oxmoord Ford Lincoln out here, Shelbyville Road, right by Oxmoor Mall. Uh, it's We've done several shows from here, and I've explained how friendly of a staff they have, a great lobby. Uh, you know, I've never purchased a car, but if when I do, hopefully can wait a few years. Uh, this will, without a doubt, be the place that I'm going to go. And we've got plenty to talk about on the show today. It's going to be the last show that we have before the UK versus UofL game. Uh, so we're going to preview that. Thanksgiving's tomorrow. It's also, uh, I've, since it's the last show of the week, we're going to have to do the PT's Picks of the Week today. Uh, the last college football edition. We might do some bowl games here and there, but uh, the the absolute last regular season week. I guess maybe we'll do conference championship games too. So maybe maybe it's not the last week, but uh, it, it's it's a big week into college football. That kind of has a bowl feel to it, and look forward to talking about that. Also, it's it's Ask Yates Wednesday. Yates, are you still participating in that after the the drama of Monday's show? Well, yeah, you were the one that threatened to take the segment away because you were mad at me. Well, I just I felt that you were getting a little too worked up. You need to take a take a deep breath. Uh, you, you ended up taking a, a deep enough breath to to be out of the show yesterday. <laughs> Rumors has it is because you were so upset about Monday's argument. If you if you weren't listening Monday, the argument was whether or not Demarcus Cousins is a punk, and it, <laughs> it went on for about ten minutes. Yates and I arguing back and forth. And Yates, I don't, I'm sure you probably did not listen to the show yesterday. I did admit that I was wrong in the sense that you were explaining Punk as immature and kind of being silly and doing stupid things on the court that he shouldn't do, where Punk for me is a different meaning. But in the end, he is very immature on the court. And if you want to call him a Punk on the court, then I'm fine. I, but I do not think he's a bad person. We talked enough about that yesterday. Uh, so I think that's fair. I think right. I saw your tweet, and I, I was, you know, I think that. We basically were just operating under different definitions of the word punk. So, yeah, so and I and I don't want to assert that Demarcus Cousins is a bad person because I don't know him, so I can't I and, can't really make that sort of claim. And I don't know him personally either. We've never hung out, but I have interviewed him before, and he he is good with the media, and that's not an implication of whether or not a person's bad or not. Uh, but he but he hasn't been he hasn't he's not a criminal, hasn't gotten any legal issues. And also donates plenty of money to charity. Again, that doesn't just because you have a ton of money, you can give some of it away. That doesn't necessarily make you a good person either. But he does. He does. He seems like an okay person off the court, and that was what I was trying to get at. But there is no doubt that he is a, a bit immature on the court. But he seems to be getting better. But we'll put that to rest. Uh, busy show today. So we've got the picks. We've got Ask Yates Wednesday. Get your questions in, and we're going to talk UK and Louisville. Uh, plenty to talk about there. Podcasted on Cats Illustrated today previewed the game it, it seems that Kentucky fans uh, and maybe even some people that cover Kentucky are a little more optimistic than you think for a 13 point spread heading into Saturday uh, a little surprising but but here's the thing is you can make what you can say what you will about Kentucky and about this five game losing streak and them getting dominated in games and there's no there's no line I mean they've been getting flat out beaten horribly 
But Yates, I'm asking you, and I know you're a Louisville fan, but in this five-game losing streak for, for Kentucky, uh, where they have lost to LSU, Mississippi State, at Missouri, Georgia, and at Tennessee, where would you rank Louisville in those five teams? Um, I would definitely put them ahead of Tennessee. I would put them ahead of, what, was, what were the teams again? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. And Georgia. LSU, Georgia, and Missouri. I'd put, I'd put Louisville ahead of Tennessee and Missouri. Definitely. The, LSU and Georgia, I probably would put Louisville behind them as the team currently stands without Will. Um, so, I, yeah, I guess I'd say third in there. I'd, I'd put them third. But let me ask you this. If they played that same stretch of games at LSU, Mississippi State at home, which, you know, you could make a case that Mississippi State at home could be very competitive. Uh, Louisville was competitive with Florida State at home. At Missouri, Georgia at home, you could make a case that Louisville could win that game. And at Tennessee, it's not crazy to think Louisville goes 0-5 in those games. I would say any one of those five teams would be the second-best team Louisville has, or maybe the best with regards to Mississippi State, would be the second-best team or the best team Louisville has played all year. Uh I don't know if I'd say any one of those teams. I'd, I'd be okay with that with Mississippi State and, and LSU and probably Georgia as well. But like, I don't think I feel the same way about Missouri or Tennessee. Well, Missouri's about ready to play in the SEC championship game if they can beat Arkansas I mean, at home this year. Out of the, out of the SEC East, which is... You're right about that, but they, but they have really, you know, they have that embarrassing head-scratching loss to Indiana, and they were blown out against Georgia. But besides that... I'd, I'd like Louisville's defense's chances against Matty Mock. Well, no, Missouri's not winning these games because of their offense, but they have a, a, a super impressive front four. My, my point is, and, you know, I, I know maybe I shouldn't ask Louisville, and they're ranked 17th in the poll, Louisville 24th, make what you will of that. But my, my point is Louisville would probably struggle with that schedule, whether or not they'd win a game or two, maybe. That's... I, I, I will say without a doubt they'd be more competitive than Kentucky's been in that stretch. But my point is, is it's been a really tough stretch for Kentucky. They're playing good teams, and they're playing the average to good teams like Missouri and Tennessee. They were playing those games on the road. So this will be another tough test, and it's on the road. But I, I don't feel that Louisville, I feel they're, they're the same caliber of a Missouri and maybe Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee's better than people give them credit for, and I know Missouri just went down there and beat them, but they're a tricky team, and it's a, tr it's a team that a lot of people are projecting uh, Louisville to play in a bowl game, so I guess we'll be able to find that out. But it's a tough stretch. A lot of teams would struggle in that five games, and Kentucky was outmatched and, and was going on seven straight games without a bye or eight straight games without a bye, seven of those games being SEC games, and it caught up to them. Now they've had a break to, to recharge, to refresh their batteries mentally, kind of take a step back and, and, and realize that they're probably not as bad as a team as they've been the last few weeks. And they get to go into a situation at Louisville where it's win and your season extends or you lose and you're done and that goes with the seniors as well and it's not that Louisville's not playing for anything either there's if the dominoes fall a certain way and they win that they could go to the Orange Bowl they need some help there uh, but it all starts with a win against Kentucky so it's not that Louisville doesn't have anything to play for 
Um, we also all we know why we we know Petrino hates Kentucky so much. We don't really know why he hates Kentucky so much, but we know that he does. We know that if he gets a chance to pour uh, pour on and, and run up the score, he's going to. But you're starting to see more Kentucky fans be a little more optimistic about this game. And again, like I said, the people that cover Kentucky think that this might be a closer game than some of the national analysts and national experts and maybe even some Louisville fans predict it to be in. And, and I think I understand why. And it's for the reasons that I said earlier is that Kentucky, any, any team in the country, this will be a tough five game stretch for and Kentucky just wasn't up for it. But I think this five weeks going to go a long way for this Kentucky team. And, and you're going to see a new team. And I'm curious to see, I, like I mentioned, this will be a desperate Kentucky team on, on Saturday. Do you see how, how many trick plays do you see? Do you see Kentucky going forward on fourth and short in their own territory? What, how will this desperation, how will it play out on the field? Because they, they have to do whatever it takes to win this game. And, and we've known that for quite some time. There's been a little Kentucky news away from this U of L UK game. This could be the last game where you see Neil Brown as the offensive coordinator for Kentucky. His name is being connected to the Troy job. He was the coach of Troy from 2006 to 2009, I believe. Uh, very familiar with how things work down there. I wouldn't be surprised one bit if he were to leave Kentucky. After the Tennessee game, I was told that uh, Neil Brown and Mark Stoops had a little one-on-one. -on -one. They talked about a lot of things. Mark Stoops suggested that they needed to go away from being an air raid offense, stop trying to pretend to be that offense, because they really haven't been. Uh, they've been running the ball a lot. I was told that Mark Stoops kind of feels that by being an air raid offense, they try to force some throws and force to do some things that they don't have the roster built for. And that maybe going forward, you're going to see the end of the air raid with Neil Brown still a part of the roster. But, you know, if that were to happen and Neil Brown wasn't necessarily 100% on board with that, maybe this would be an easy, uh, now that a job is showing interest in him, this would be an easy way out. So I don't think this would be an end of the, a huge loss for Kentucky if Neil Brown were to go. I know a lot of fans like Neil Brown. He's been, you know, he's a, a Kentucky guy. But it's not really the fit. And even when Stoops first took, took over, he didn't really want an air raid offense. He didn't want a pass-heavy offense. He wanted more ground, kind of grind, grind games out in between the trenches. Uh, but Mitch Barnhart convinced him into hiring Neil Brown, and it worked out, and Kentucky fans were happy for a while, but the offense really hasn't been anything special these past two seasons. So I don't think it'd be a huge loss uh, if he were to go, but we'll have to wait and see what happens down there with Troy. But that's just a little side note. So this could be Neil Brown's last offensive game. And like I mentioned yesterday, I, I think this is a big game for Neil Brown, not only as an offensive coordinator and his future as an offensive coordinator in a big conference like the SEC, but also if he does want to be a head coach someday, not necessarily in a, in a big conference, but anywhere, including a place like Troy. He's had two weeks to prepare for this Louisville team in a must-win atmosphere, in a must-win game. So what will he do that will surprise us? What will he do to surprise Louisville's defense? You know, Louisville's a well-coached defense. They've got one of the better defenses in the country statistically. They've got Gerard Holloman, who is an interception away from breaking the NCAA record. But if Neil Brown's had two weeks to prepare for this team, what's it going to be? What's going to be his kicker that he feels will help 
is it going to be the Wildcat with JoJo Kemp, which we saw against South Carolina worked perfectly and, and really never went away with it? Will it be running tolls? Will it be having him get upwards of 20 carries like he did against Mississippi State? Will it be running in the running backs, not out of the Wildcat, but just trying to run it down Louisville's throat? Uh, maybe not the best solution, in my opinion, but again, if Neil Brown sees something he's like there, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe that's where they go. I feel that there's going to be one thing that Neil Brown tries to consistently do throughout the game. And I'm curious to see what it is and how it works. Because it, being a balanced offense for Kentucky this year hasn't really worked out for them. Uh, they, they were throwing the ball well at Tennessee until the interception, and Patrick Tolles had to lead the game for a little bit, and then they found themselves in such a big hole. Nothing came easy in that game. So I'm curious to see to see what exactly happens on Saturday. But I do feel that there's going to be something offensively, a, a hidden surprise, um, or something that they try to jam consistently do throughout the game. We'll have to see. Uh, defensively, call me crazy, Yates, but I, I think Kentucky can, for a defense that has been so horrible the last few weeks, I think Kentucky is, is going to be ready for Louisville. And they gave up 50 points to Tennessee, and they gave up 63 points to Georgia in their last two games. Uh, that's, a, that's a ton of points, but I don't feel that Louisville's offense is as good as either one of those teams, and, and I will say that neither one of those teams had a player like Devontae Parker, but I feel it's easier to slow down a wide receiver than it is a, a scrambling quarterback or it is a very talented running back, a, a few talented running backs that we saw against Georgia. I think defensively, like I've mentioned on the show, these are the two keys where UK needs to focus in on. Double-team Devontae Parker every Every play, and you can double team with a spying safety or however you want to do it. Don't let him be the guy that beats you. And then focus in on the run. And what does that leave for Louisville? If you're able to successfully do those things, how would Louisville have to win? Uh, Bonifon would have to beat you throwing to the other guys. Exactly. And if that happens, and if Kentucky can successfully do those two things, which, again, is so much easier said than done. I'm, I'm making it sound like it's a video game where you can just add guys over to Devontae Parker's side of the ball, and you can – you know, change your coach setting and NCAA dynasty to focusing on 80% of the rush. It's not that easy. But if you can do that, if you can, hypothetically, and then you make Bonifon throw to some of the other guys and, and beat you that way, and an inexperienced freshman quarterback that while having, while staying composed and having a relatively good game against Notre Dame was not accurate. So if you let, if you made him beat you and, and throw to other guys that would be in one-on-one -on -one coverage, whether it would be, you know, uh, uh, Eli Rogers, Gerald Christensen, you know, whoever it is, let let those guys beat you. But don't let it be the best player on Louisville's team where you know they want to go to. And if you're a U.K. fan, maybe you hope that Bobby Vitrino outthinks himself again and takes Devontae Parker out on <laughs> crucial situations. Yates is shaking his head. You don't think that's going to happen again, do you? I certainly hope not. I, I doubt it will, too. But, uh, again, easier said than done, but I think that's what you have to do. And if you can do that, again, you know, even with one-on-one -on -one matchups against like Kai, uh, you know, against Cruz and against Eli Rogers and against Christensen, who's a big, big target, I'd say Louisville might still have the advantage in those matchups and one-on-one. -on -one, but then in that situation, it's probably not a, that big of a mismatch where 
Reggie Bonifant can just throw it up and those guys will come down and get it like it would be like with Devontae Parker. Uh, there still would have to be a good throw there. And let's see if Reggie Bonifant's up for it. You know, he's a good quarterback, and he's going to have a good career at Louisville, and it kind of seems like he's going to be keyed in as the guy. But as a passer right now, he's got a long way to go. And obviously you want to contain him. Kentucky was fortunate enough to see him play against Notre Dame and getting all the carries that he got and two touchdowns. I think he got 35 yards rushing. So Kentucky was lucky enough to see that, hey, he can run. I I wouldn't call him maybe – a scrambling quarterback like he was at times at Trinity in high school. But he can still get outside of the pocket. He can still pick up first downs, touchdowns with his feet. So Kentucky needs to be prepared for that and ready for that. I think they will be. Uh, And Kentucky's also getting a break, something that we haven't talked about on the show. Kentucky's getting a little bit of a break with it being a noon game. It's not going to be as liquored up as a crowd at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. And, Yates, I don't have to tell you, that's when Papa John's is at its absolute best, when it's a night game. People have been tailgating since 4 o'clock. The drinks are flowing. People go up to the party deck a little early, get a few drinks in them before they go to their seats. That's when Papa John's at its loudest and at its best. And I promise you, just knowing my friends by themselves, there's going to be plenty of drunk people at that game despite it being a noon game but not maybe quite the whole stadium, uh, and, and that will help UK. It's going to be a noon game. It's going to be early. Players are going to have to get up early. Maybe Kentucky can catch a break of a, of a sluggish start for Louisville. But I'll tell you this, there's one th- and this hasn't happened for Kentucky in the last few weeks. Uh, really, throughout its entire losing streak, you'd have to go back to the, their last win. Well, really, even not even their last win, they, they got down early. But they can't get down early in this game. They can't get down early against Louisville uh, if they do. You give Louisville an inch in this game to blow it open, and Bobby Utrino will not wait. He won't hesitate. If he can get this to be a 30, 40, 50-point game, he's going to. And that's going to be, the, obviously, a tough hole for Kentucky to come back from if they get down. Because you can't, you can't have to throw the ball. You can't force yourself to be one dimension on offense in a game like this if you're Kentucky because you're not good enough in either dimension to really dominate the game. So... I'm curious to, to see, but you got to start quick. you got to start quickly. You can't have any special teams mistakes. I'm basically laying out this blueprint, this format, where UK has to play an A-plus game to win, and they do. Uh, they absolutely do. So we're going to head to our first commercial break here on 1450 The Sports Buzz live out here at Oxmore. A great host for, for the sports talker here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. So stick around. We will be right back. Back to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Back to the Sports Buzz. Trevor just walked into Oxmoor and almost just tripped. That would have been, uh, would have been entertaining. I might not be on the air anymore. He might have just tripped over the cord to knock us off. But uh, as my loving friend Big Bag points out, uh, I was saying Gerald Christensen. It's Gerald Christian. Uh, so... Apologies. Anytime I mispronounce something, I always say it's my southern twang, as if I have a southern accent. I don't. Uh, but people don't really question it, so I'm going to keep going with that. Anyways, it is, it, uh, as always, on Wednesdays, it's Ask H Wednesday, so make sure you get your question in, whether it's Twitter, text, whatever you've got to do to uh, to get your question in. And remember, Yates is a Louisville fan, and he's sitting right next to me. Uh, That's true. I've, I've had some people 
say that they've asked questions for you that I would have to read that would make me feel uncomfortable reading them to you, mostly to describe yourself in five or five or six wor- words. That, that one was very strange. Uh, so uh, those are the kind of questions that we're looking for today. So we spent the first segment talking UK, UofL, me mispronouncing uh, Louisville players' names. It's a rivalry week. Uh, now that we have an idea, Yates, that the game is almost here, the first time it's going to be played this late in the season – what do you do? You like it this late? I know I, you know, I asked you about it uh, earlier in the week, but let's get a little more into it. Do you prefer now, or do you prefer early on in the year? Uh, I think if it's not going to be the first game, I think I prefer it to be the last game. I don't. I didn't never really cared for the third game or whatever it was when it was at UK. Um, I think there's something to be said for it being the first game of the season because you get that entire summer to sort of build up, but at the same time. I don't know. I mean, I'm, it might just be me, but I sort of get tired of it sometimes. Like it, if it stretches out for a couple months of the back and forth and the talking about it, it sort of gets old. Whereas now you've got other games that sort of take a, away the attention, but it's still. I mean, it's it's going to be a big deal because it's the last game. UK's got their bowl eligibility on the line. U of L still has a chance to maybe make the Orange Bowl. So I mean, they both have have something to play for, which you know certainly helps the importance of the game. Yeah, it, it can get draining over the summer hearing the back and forth. and But but the fun part about it being the first game and, and even the third game, and I know Kentucky slipped up a few times when it was the third game and expectations would be a, a bit diminished in that situation. But even when it was the third game, most likely both teams will be starting the year 2-0. and uh, the optimism surrounding the game when it was early on in the year was always fun to watch and entertaining. It kind of added a little something to this game. Now you have it. And we talked about this. We talked about this when they announced the game would be at the end of the year. And we talked about it throughout the summer of what it would be like. And what we said was regardless of how bad of a season Kentucky was having, and we all knew Louisville would likely be able to squeak out six wins. So they'd be going bowling but no matter how bad of a season UK was having, and this goes for if they play this game, the last game of the year for, for years to come, there would always be the Louisville game at the end of the year. So you couldn't just throw everything away. You'd have that game at the end of the year. If UK was two and nine going into it, three and nine would look so much better ending on a rivalry note. Uh, Or if, you know, you were four and seven going into it, uh, you know, five and seven uh, would would be on it would be so much sweeter, uh, despite missing a bull. Well, here you have it. Kentucky's actually playing for something. This, and we also talked about that scenario. Imagine Kentucky being five and six and having to get that win to go to a bull. How crazy it'd be. Well, we're here. They're five and six, but it doesn't seem that crazy. And maybe it's with maybe it's because UK's five game losing streak. Maybe it's because that game's at noon. Maybe it's because Louisville really doesn't have a ton to play for either. I, I mean, again, they can win and get into the Orange Bowl. But even if they win, odds are they won't get in the Orange Bowl. So you're kind of just stuck in this limbo, it seems like, of, eh, it's it's just a, it, there's not the hype around it that you have when it's at the beginning of the year, whether it's the first game or the third game. And I was the one saying at the end of the year it would be better. It would be more fun. It would be fun to go to Thanksgiving and have people smack talk. And I've got split. I've got a split family, and one side's Louisville, one side's Kentucky, and holidays can be fun. But I don't even expect that to really be the topic of conversation tomorrow at Thanksgiving. There might be some 
some talk, but it won't be complete smack talk. And again, maybe it's because UK hasn't been great. Also, have to wonder if maybe it has to do a little bit with basketball. Basketball season's in full swing, and you've got Kentucky and Louisville, debatably the two best defensive teams in the country. Not so debatably, both without a doubt top ten teams. And we all know what runs this state, what what gets people most excited, and that's great basketball. And we're less, nah, I guess we're still slightly over a month from the UK Uval game, but it just it's, and and also like you mentioned, Yates, we've got a full slate of college football games. I'm going to pick five of them, which will be guaranteed cover to cover the spread here. Guaranteed? Gar- I don't think I've heard you say that word in any well, of your you've be, former picks. You, you, yeah. you sound like the uh, you sound like those commercials that come on between shows. It's the guaranteed stone cold lock of the week. Well, you got to be optimistic which they say about, that about every game. What do you want me to what do you want me to do to go into the to the PT picks of the week and say, "Eh, maybe I've got to be optimistic optimistic about it. If I don't believe in them, they won't happen." No, I like it. You got to have the right I attitude. I like it. I'm not it. complaining. And, and we I'm haven't gone 5 and 0. On the season, we've had several four and ones, and we're thirty-two and tw- or thirty-six and twenty-two on the year, which is pretty good. Uh, but we're shooting for the five and zero week. But that's also another reason you've got so many great college football games this weekend that I I do know that there are some Kentucky fans that had planned on making the trip to Louisville. It's only an hour trip that live in Lexington that planned on making the trip to Louisville to go to the game. But for whatever reason, they're not going. The noon the noon kickoff didn't help. Uh, a great slate of college football games doesn't help. And also, you know, Louisville's still a 10-point favorite. So, as you have it, it's not as exciting. It seems like it's going to be here to stay. This is the weekend for college football rivalries and especially crossover conference rivalries. You've got plenty of ACC, SEC games. Um, and this is where Louisville and Kentucky should be. It just doesn't really feel like home for this rivalry game yet. Uh, and maybe that'll change. Maybe that'll change going forward here. I think hopefully you get to the point where you're talking about a, a South Carolina Clemson type feel to the game, where both both programs are reasonably successful at the same time, and, it, and so that you go into the game and it, it has a a bigger feel to it. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I, you know, I think that's the ceiling is Clemson, South Carolina, and those two programs absolutely hate each other. I don't think Louisville and Kentucky as football programs hate each other as much as uh, Clemson and South Carolina. Well, I, without a doubt, they don't. Uh, that, I mean, that, that's a, a very intense and underrated rivalry down there in the state of South Carolina. So we'll we'll have to see. We've, we're getting plenty of Ask H Wednesday's questions rolling in. So look look forward to... Uh, being able to ask him some of these. We'll do that in the last segment. Uh, Oklahoma's finest tweets in the show and says, have you heard anything about the Louisville self-audit situation? I have heard whispers a little bit about this and that, and I haven't read into it and I haven't looked into that. Yates, have you heard anything? I have not, no. Okay. Uh, So maybe we'll do a little bit more and look into that later on. Uh, We'll see. Yates, it's uh, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. This is the... Second biggest night in Louisville of going out to the bars. Will you be one of the numbers going out? I will not, no. Trevor just made a very strange face at that statistic. You can't, you, because this because is when everybody, everybody comes, comes back, back into yeah. town. You, you, several bars will have covers be extremely expensive and without a doubt being so packed that you can hardly walk. Uh, so you're 
So you're out, Trevor? You're Trevor's out. And Yates, you're out? <laughs> I'm out, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm sure that we will be going. Louisville has a basketball game tonight. Are you guys going to that? <laughs> oh, I'm going out, Trevor. Uh, this is a good time. I, I still have – I'm kind of in that window of friends where I graduated high school with five years ago that I still keep in touch with. So this is kind of a big night for those guys. Uh, give it another two years, and I, I probably won't care. But as of right now, I, I still uh, semi-care. Uh, Louisville has a game tonight. It's going to – I couldn't believe the spread in that game. I think it's 24, and this is a team that lost to Savannah State, I believe. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, I haven't I haven't seen that on <laughs> – I think I just saw that either in the paper or maybe Vegas Insider. I don't know if I've necessarily seen it um, on a place like, you know, Bovada where where some people frequent. Uh, I'll, I'll look to see if that's on. Kentucky has a game, had a game last night. They didn't have any problems in that game. Uh, that was a, a slightly better team Kentucky played last night in Texas Arlington. I won't say that they're – they didn't see a tournament team by any means, but they were faster and they were athletic and they had guards that could penetrate and dish something that could not be said for Montana state. Uh, Kentucky still cruises to a 48 point victory in that game. Like I tweeted out yesterday, there's not much you can take away for these games. You can't take it away from the Savannah state game for a little bit. You can't take it away from, uh, for Montana state and Texas Arlington, but I guess the, the the three things that I'm taking away is this is what good teams, the number one team, top five teams, should do against really bad quality opponents. Beat them and beat them by a large margin. doesn't necessarily have to be 40 or 50, but never have the game in doubt. Kentucky did that. Uh, so that that's one thing you can take away. Play smart defensively because no matter who you're playing, if you're playing against a, a bad team, there's no reason why you should get in foul trouble, why you should have guys – jumping at you know poor pump fakes and uh, Kentucky played smart defensively yesterday was able to get 11 blocks in that game only had 16 fouls in the game Uh, so that's something you want to see when you're playing a a inferior opponent and then knock down open shots that's something you want to see them do against good teams bad teams if you have an open shot knock it down and Kentucky was able to do that for the most part hitting eight threes Devin Booker finished the game seven of eight five of six but, Yates, you want to know what was the most impressive stat line of UK's game last night? I don't want to spend a ton of time talking about UK basketball absolutely dominating Texas Arlington. But Dakari Johnson finishes with 12 points on zero of one shooting. <laughs> that is very impressive. 12 points. And really, he was zero. He had 12 points and had taken zero shots. And then late in the game, he kind of took a, a jump shot that – surprised everybody and nobody was uh extremely happy about him taking but 12 of 14 from the free throw line which that in itself is extremely impressive for Dakari Johnson uh who was a terrible free throw shooter last year much improved this year John Calipari said it's because he wants to play he wants to be on the floor Uh, that's one way I still think he's one of the better centers in college basketball but his free throw shooting you couldn't play him late in games well if he's going to be shooting 12 of 14 for the year uh that that will stick Kentucky shot 33 free throws on the night, 24 of 33. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns missed two. Trey Lyles missed two. So no major issues there. <laughs> Trevor, I mean, how do you deal with this? 
I try not to. Uh, as, as best I can, I try not to. Now he's outside the window making faces and standing in this, dry, this giant is, this wreath. Is, this is more or less what I deal with every day, him on the other side of a window. I, I can't. Fortunately, uh, today I can't hear him. Yeah, that is fortunate. Uh, anyways, all right, well, we've got a little time here. Let's go to the PT picks of the week. One last college football regular season. Uh, we Maybe we'll do something with the conference tournaments. But that, you have such a short window of games to pick from. I can't be as sure about them as I would be, but maybe I'll just have to really do my homework, really do my research and come up with something great. Now he's out there dancing. It's just, it's, it, it's nonstop with Trevor. All right, but we're 36, 22 on the year. We've had four in one week after four in one week. We're going for five and oh this weekend. And I feel good about it with these games. First up Trevor. And some of these games are on Thursday, some are on Friday, some are on Saturday. So Plan accordingly if you're using these in pickums or however you use the PT picks of the week. And don't forget to mention 1450, the sports buzz. When you go there, get free admission. Texas A&M plus three versus LSU. And LSU has fallen on tough times. Uh, you know, we we didn't they, – they, they look good there. They, they started the year poorly. They look good for a little bit. And then now they're kind of back to not looking like a – a great team. They've lost two straight, uh, being held scoreless at Arkansas. But they have gotten some extra time to prepare for this game. I just don't think offensively they're going to be able to score enough points on Texas A&M. I think Texas home, Te- Texas A&M playing a night game at home, last game of the season. I think they'll 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 do enough to uh, to to win. And they're again they're three point dogs. Texas A&M three point dogs. So plus three. So even, you know, I I like the money line there more than anything, but you might as well get the three points if you can. UCLA giving five and a half points against Stanford. I like UCLA to cover that. I think they'll they'll win by over a touchdown. Stanford's had, again, an, an up and down year. They're six and five on the year. They're already in a bowl game, but they, they have gotten blown out by teams with solid offenses i expect that to be the case on uh i don't know if it, that game's on a thursday or friday i'm pretty sure it's not on a saturday though so friday it's friday friday okay. 3 30 so friday 3 30 so on friday um maryland giving eight versus Rutgers. Rutgers is terrible maryland's actually playing uh, relatively well so i i like maryland to cover that win by double digits in that game again Rutgers not a good team I, i'm feeling really good about these first three picks uh, and, and I feel good about this one. Virginia Tech in a pick'em versus Virginia. This is a rivalry game, but it's at Virginia Tech. All they have to do is win. Is Virginia a better team than they are? I don't know. Uh, it, it's probably about even. Both are at five and six. Both have to win this game to go to a bowl. Virginia's been slightly better in conference. Uh, but Virginia Tech's been able – it's such a – Virginia Tech, I don't think any team has had a stranger year than Virginia Tech to be able to win at Ohio State relatively easy and then lose to Wake Forest 6-3. to three. That, that game was 0-0 zero to zero at the end of regulation, by the way. Yeah, I almost thought that – I knew that they lost that game, and I knew that it was very low scoring. But when I just read this, that it was 6-3 to three in double overtime, I thought maybe that was a typo. No, no, it wasn't. I mean, is this 1914? <laughs> Terrible. They're terrible. It's unbelievable. But I think they'll bounce back versus Virginia and do enough to get a win. That game also on a Friday. Uh, but I'm feeling good about those four games. I, I really am. 
Uh, I, I was with you up until that one. You didn't. You think Virginia wins that game on the road? Enter Sandman. Uh, maybe I'm letting last week's Virginia Tech Wake Forest game. <laughs> well, without a get, doubt, get into my head too much. But I mean, Virginia's played pretty well defensively all season. Well, without a doubt, Virginia Tech's not a great team. But I, I think in this rivalry game, when the talent level is close to the same, they'll be able to pull that one out. My last pick of the week, Kentucky covers 13 against Louisville. That's a lot of points in a rivalry game with an offense that isn't – it's not bad, but it's not a great offense. And I think Kentucky does enough to slow Louisville down. I think it's going to be a close game. I I just don't see a scenario where Kentucky's had two weeks to prepare for this game. They have to win it to go to a bowl that they get blown out. So Kentucky covers. I I don't think you like that pick, the way you're shaking your head and your long hair locks blowing in the wind. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I I think that's – I think it's close, but I I think Louisville does cover. I I can see it being 14. Okay. 14 to 17. So I, I, I was all on board with your with your guarantees for the first three games. And then you're off then, board after the next and then two. I was after, yeah, I, I, I sort of fell off the wagon there. Okay. Uh, there's plenty of other rivalry games that I, <laughs> I, I want to make picks for. Uh, there's plenty that are pitting ACC teams versus SEC teams, and I think those are always fun games to – to pick it kind of gives you a gauge of the conference where they where they stand florida florida state i wouldn't be surprised i think that's a seven and a half point spread which kind of seems low for uh, a florida team that doesn't have a head coach that will champ is going to finish out the season versus that, a team that does that seem low has a you know a 28 game win streak 27 game win streak whatever it is but i do think florida's going to keep that game close uh you know, maybe not Boston College close, where Florida State has to win a last-second field goal. I don't know if I'd pick Florida to cover. That's why it's not on my PT picks of the week. Uh, Florida State wins, but I think that will be close. Clemson, South Carolina. Uh, you don't know. You don't. I don't know what to make of that game. Clemson always seems to have a better regular season, but South Carolina always seems to win that regular season game. That'll be a fun game to watch. A good rivalry game. Georgia, Georgia Tech. Uh, Georgia has absolutely dominated that rivalry. It doesn't really even seem like a rivalry. Georgia will have no problem winning that, although Georgia Tech will be going to the ACC championship game. Uh, Kentucky, Louisville. Is there any other ACC, SEC games that I'm forgetting? Um, not rivalries that I can think of. Okay. Uh, I think that may be it. And if there's anything else I'm missing, I'm sure we'll find it at the break. We're going to head to our last commercial break. We'll come back to Askate's Wednesdays, make some final predictions on UK, Louisville, and uh, we'll kick you off into your Thanksgiving weekend the right way here live at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. Uh, they just brought in pizza, so maybe maybe I'll just cancel the last segment. Only kidding. We'll be back. 1450 The Sports Buzz. Stick around. You're listening to The Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. On 1450, the Sports Buzz. Last segment. Enjoying some pizza here at Oxmoor Ford Lincoln. Just a, a great host to 1450, the Sports Buzz, and a great place to buy a car. 
All right. Uh, UNC lost today. Forgot to mention that. That's not a good loss. Got beat on the boards uh, to Butler, a Butler team that was really bad last year. Uh, obviously much improved this year. I'm not going to sit here and say that Butler is a great team or that's a good loss for UNC. Uh, it's a bad loss. Uh, and really it wasn't, you know, the game was never really a blowout, but also Butler was never in doubt of losing that game. And <clears throat> the Tar Heels will have a shorter trip in the Atlanta trip, which I was told where if you lose the first game, you only get one other game. Or if you win the first game, you get at least two more games. Kind of weird. You don't really see that a lot in, in preseason or these, these types of tournaments. Uh, 66 rebounds for Butler, 45 for UNC. Wow. Unbelievable. It's a lot of missed shots. Uh, when UNC gets, a, gets to play Kentucky, you got to imagine that uh, the inside will be a huge advantage for the Cats. Anyways, let's waste no time. It's Ask Yates Wednesday. Your favorite segment, my favorite segment, Yates' favorite segment. Uh, let's let's get right into it. We got this one coming from – and we had some questions this week from some of our listeners – uh, grow up, guys. I mean, it's just not questions I'm going to ask Yates on the air, especially when I'm sitting right next to him. Uh, this one from Rob Blackhawk, though, is okay. What's the most embarrassing thing you've seen TJ do or say? I saw this. I saw Rob tweet this one, and I've been trying to think about it since I saw that. Unfortunately, well, A, we don't see each other often enough to where I've ever seen you do anything embarrassing. That's true. Other than maybe put on that strange-colored sports jacket that's at the station. Yeah, well, I, I was tricked into that. Um, I feel like, see, this is going to be such a disappointing answer because I'm certain that you've said something embarrassing over the course of this show, all the shows that we've had, but I can't think of it specifically off the top of my head right now. So, unfortunately, I have no real answer for that question. That's incredibly disappointing. I know. I mean, I'm, said, I'm disappointed in myself. I've said and done terrible, terribly embarrassing things on this show. And <laughs> Trevor bringing us water. Yates didn't ask for water, though. I thought he said water. <laughs> and Yates is not happy about it. <sighs> oh, he is not. Go away. Just go away. <laughs> oh, man. Wow, that's some good stuff. Uh, let me, before we get back to, well, really, you can't think of anything else? I mean, I could, say, I could think of things that I would be embarrassed to say, such as your support for Johnny Manziel. But... I feel like there have been things that I've shaken my head at with that you've said. What about when I ate the burrito on air? That was pretty embarrassing. Yeah, but I think there's something to be said for your attempt at that because I wouldn't do it. So I I've, I have some respect for your eating that burrito as hot as it apparently was. <clears throat> this is uh, you've made some bad jokes before. Yeah, right. I'm golden on jokes. Uh, we'll get back to Ask Yates Wednesdays. Howie Lindsay, who's a friend, we've had him on the show before, is just tweeting out some nonsense. He, Kentucky Football's Twitter account tweeted out uh, something about being excited for Saturday. It said, Saturday at noon on ESPN2, uh, till the battle is won, part of UK's fight song, and it shows Kentucky lift, lifting the Governor's Cup. You would have thought that Howie, that according to Howie, UK would have posted pictures of a Kentucky player beating up a Louisville player, a defensive, defenseless Louisville player. Uh, that was a very, he said, got to love the mouth on the UK football Twitter account. 
as if it was some serious smack talk and went back and forth with fans saying that it's going to be bulletin board material for L because they posted that picture. Just, just uh, ri- ridiculous. Uh, silly. There's plenty of smack talk going on in this game. That certainly wasn't one of them, and he's kind of digging himself a deep hole, deeper hole. We love Howie on the show, but uh, he's off on this one. Anyways, let's get into the next Ask H Wednesday question. All right. <laughs> and, and and note that Yates is married, but uh, I already know which one you're going to ask then. <laughs> marry one, kill one, and to have a, and, a great and, romantic night with one. And ampersand, dollar sign, ampersand, dollar sign one. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Ashley Judd, and Eva Longoria. Um, well, I'm glad he included all really attractive women in there. So um, I'll say marry one. I'll go with Jennifer Lawrence. Ampersand, money sign, ampersand, money sign one. I'll go with Ashley Judd. Wow. And kill one because I have to pick one. I'll go with Eva Longoria. Wow. Surprised that Ashley well, Judd was. Well, here's here's my thought process on that. Okay. If I were really going to pick one to ampersand, money sign, it would probably be <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence. Money sign. <laughs> So my thought process is if I'm married to her, then I can do that whenever I want. That's a good point. That's ampersand money, son. Well, okay. Uh, that's that's a solid answer. I think I'd go with uh, Eva Longoria. If I, you know, if, if I had to get rid of one, it'd probably be Ashley Judd. And I know she's a big UK fan, but uh, one I time like she, Ashley Judd. You know, other, other than the UK thing. You know, one time she tweeted out one of my UK articles. Oh yeah. Now, she did say it was a Cat's Paws articles where it clearly oh. said Cat's Illustrated, but how, that's how okay. She still she? tweeted it out. <laughs> and it was actually a UK-UFL game preview where I broke down the matchups of the game. Basketball. Uh, I, man, that after that, I thought about retiring. Just that, hanging it up. That, that, it that is big time. And, I, l- you know, I look forward to the day when some celebrity retweets me. I don't think it'll ever happen, but. It, hey gotta have high hopes yeah i thought about just printing out her tweet and just hanging it up you know again i'm not even a huge ashley judd fan but that was pretty cool all right my my question uh for you yates is is what do you hate about uk the most (laughs) here on the day before thanksgiving (laughs) um i'll say and how is this like in general is this specifically the teams is this why you this what why you dislike UK the most? It could be something very specific. It could be something very broad. It, whatever, whatever kind of fuels your hatred. Hater. <laughs> um, I'll go with the the hubris of the the some of the fan base. The over the top hubris of some of the fan base. It can get rather annoying at times. So that's that's probably the number one. All right, now say although something. I, although I do despise John Calipari, but that goes step back to before UK. So okay, uh, and give me something that you're thankful for about UK here the day before Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, let's see. I, I guess I'm thankful that. Oh, that's a good one. I, I'm, I'll say that I'm thankful for the friends that I have had that have gone to UK. 
That's a that's a very nice answer. I'm thankful for Louisville for the. Uh, I'm thankful that Louisville sells beer at their sporting events because when I go to a Louisville game, that's not me working, and it's very rare that I can go to a college event without having to work. But when I go to Louisville games, I don't have to, and it's just beautiful that they sell beer there. Are you going to be working at the game on Saturday? Uh, I will be. Unfortunately, It'll be the first Louisville UK game in Louisville that I will have to be working at. Uh, the first time I will not drink at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium in. I guess I'm. 23 so since i was 21 um maybe i had a few beers before then as well uh a good ask yates wednesday we'll get back to it next wednesday when there's not so much going on predictions for the game uh i made this prediction on cats illustrated it kind of stems back from a tweet i sent a few weeks back going kentucky 24 23 yates what say you picking the upset picking the upset wow um i'll go I guess I'll go Louisville 31, UK 17. 31, 17. Oh, so they cover by one. If that happens, I'm going to be. <laughs> if Kentucky loses, well, like they cover. When I, when I disagreed with your pick, I said I thought that it would be 14 to 17. So I'll go, I'll go 31, 17. It'll be fun. Everybody have a safe and enjoyable Thanksgiving week and weekend. Enjoy the game on Saturday. Thank you, Oxmoor, for hosting us. This is 1450 The Sports Buzz, Sports Walker with TJ Walker, something like that. We'll see you on Monday.